It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. The Upfront panel has convened and it's a busy day on Friday. We have uh, Roger here with uh, Bob Martin and we have uh, John Brian uh, following. However, there is always a condition about whether Mr. Brian can uh, hit the microphones. So let me check with him. Uh, Mr. Brian, are you prepared for today's program? Oh, I'm prepared, Mr. Bouchard. I hope the listeners are prepared for what we're going to talk about today. Okay, thank you very much. All right, he's prepared. And now my next question is, Mr. Martin, are you prepared for today's program? I hope so, Roger. <laughs> I hope so, <laughs> too. <laughs> it could be a long, it could be a long, uh, someday he's going to say to me, John, um, I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> I'll get back to you and then hang up on me. We'll see what happens. Good morning, everybody. Robert Martin is on our live line. He's a broker owner of Crossroads Real Estate Group. And each Friday we ask him a real estate question. Uh, he's been around a long, long time, I can tell you that. Um, and uh, that's for another story another day. We're going I want to, to thank you for that, Roger. <laughs> yes, you're welcome, sir. You've been around uh, long too. Yeah, yeah, long in the tooth, as they say. Now it is time for our question, and here it is. Bob, um, it says here we are under contract to purchase a house that was listed for three fifty, but we offered four hundred in order to get it. We're putting twenty percent down, eighty thousand. Want to borrow three twenty? So that we do not have to pay mortgage insurance. Now the house appraised for only 350. The lender is still willing to give us a mortgage of 420 but says that we now have to purchase some mortgage insurance. Now why is that and is this a common thing? Yeah, it, it's it's not uncommon right now cuz you know, as we've discussed and I think everyone that knows real estate is aware that you know, um Although it's slowing a little, people are paying prices higher than the asking. They're bidding on properties, and they're paying, in some cases, substantially more than the asking price. So in this particular case, if I remember the numbers you, you put out, they're going to put 20% down. Well, that 20% down, that's from the buy side. That's what they Okay, I'm putting 20% down. Well, the flip side of that is if you take 20% away from 100%, or use 80%. So it's the lender that says, we do not want to lend more than 80% of the selling price or our appraised value, whichever is less. So in this particular case, these people are still committed to pay 400 unless they, they want to back out of the deal or try to back out or can renegotiate. And they will be approved for a mortgage that they can afford. And if I'm doing some quick math, it's now that they're borrowing about 90% of the bank's appraised value. When you're borrowing more than 80% of the bank's value, it's what they call PMI or mortgage insurance. And what they do is they reinsure themselves against a loss to the property. Lenders are comfortable with a 20% equity in the property from their perspective. Most of the time in a normal market, the selling price and the appraised value are usually the same. In this market, it is not unusual for a property not to appraise at the selling price. So when a person is putting a large deposit or down payment down, it's conceivable they still will get approved for a mortgage because they're approved for the amount that they, I think it was 350 you said. Well, if you take the... Um, I, or it was less than that, I think 325, whatever it was. But if you do that ratio, it's about 90%. So now they're borrowing 90% of what the bank feels that the value of the property is, and they want to reinsure against their risk. So the way we normally protect that is not only do we, first of all, if it's a small deposit, it usually is not is negligible because then they don't get the mortgage approved. But the key that we do almost exclusively now is we all make it we also make it subject to the property appraising at or above the selling price. So in a case like this where it did not appraise for the selling price, the buyer can still negotiate, but if in fact they choose 
not to buy the property because it didn't appraise. We covered them in the purchase and sales agreement. But if they, they that was not put into their contract, then they were approved for the mortgage. It was a, it was subject to them being approved, and they're going to have to make a, a tough decision. And, and somehow, um, and, and it's not cheap. They're probably looking at $150 a month for PMI at that price. Um, so uh, that's what you know. People tend to not be aware of is that if the selling price and the appraisal are the same, fine. But in the end, the lender will lend based on the their appraised value of the property, regardless of the selling price. So hopefully, it's subject to an appraisal. If not, they probably don't have an out. That mortgage insurance is a costly little factor that for some people, right? Like, yeah, it's a percentage, yeah. and the more the larger the mortgage, the, the greater the percentage. Yep. And if you're putting fifteen percent down, or you're borrowing eighty-five percent, it's a little less than borrowing ninety. Yeah. If you're borrowing ninety-five percent of the bank's value, the percentage goes up. But yeah, it's it's costly. Uh, mortgage in that, you know, just off the top of my head, will probably be one hundred fifty, hundred sixty dollars a month. All right. Well, thank forever. you. Yeah, forever. Thank you, Bob. Always a pleasure chatting with you. If they want to talk to you, you're available at 766-7545, extension 111. Absolutely, Raj. Have a great real estate day and a nice weekend, Bob. Okay, you too, Raj. Bye-bye. Bob Martin from Crossroads Real Estate Group. Up next, Mr. John Brian. Step back in time at Pass Down in Time Antiques and Collectibles, Socket's newest antiques store. From vintage to mid-century, from rustic to Victorian, you're sure to find items that will bring back wonderful memories, like wood crates, tens, viewmasters, books, and small furniture. Pass Down in Time, located across from City Hall on Main Street, Woonsocket. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pass Down in Time, where antiques of yesteryear reveal their stories today. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And good morning. We're back with the panel here, the panel of one on the Upfront radio show here on 1380 AM and 99.FM WNRI. I am your Friday host, John Brian. So great to be here with you. So much to talk about. So many things going on in this crazy state and in this country. And I'm sure you're going to want to weigh in. And I want you to weigh in. I want to know what you think. And you know what? I actually hope that you, or at least some of you, might actually disagree with me. And if you do, I hope you give me a call. And you can do so at 766-1380-769-0600. Toll free, 1-800-949-9674. And, of course, up front at WNRI.com. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, we've always got a lot to talk about, but first, when I'm in the studio, I have to tell you, number one, I always have to turn the headphone volume way down for when I get the headphones from Mr. Bouchard, because, you know, he's older, and he really has to crank up those, uh, those, that headphone volume and, and set all the adjustments for being a tall guy, the chair, the mic, and I've got about 10 seconds to do it, so, all right, we're ready to go, we're at the controls, and we're going to have a awesome 45 minutes together. You know, I'm going to start this morning. I'm going to talk about, I guess you could say city and state issues there. I'm going to put them together. There's an awesome thing going on right now in this state. Something that I just, some, someone that a political geek like me just salivates over. And I absolutely love it. And what is that? Well, there's about to be a Democratic Party civil war. And you can see it. And it happened within the first 10 minutes of an announcement just the other day. And what was that announcement, you may ask? That announcement was Matt Brown. He, formerly of Secretary of State office, he was the Secretary of State years ago. Everyone, he, he was the Secretary of State and everyone felt he was a largely absent Secretary of State because he got the job. He won it, and that he was going to use that to catapult himself 
to higher office. Well, that didn't work out. He never got to higher office. He literally disappeared. He came back last election cycle. Uh, he didn't fare very well. And now he's back again. And he's back again to run against, let's see, who do we have in the, in the race so far? We have Dan McKee, of course, the quote-unquote incumbent. He's the incumbent because he took over for Gina Raimondo, who left for Washington. You've got the uh, general treasurer, Seth Magaziner. You've got, uh, there's, uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Brett Smiley. This guy is a uh, pretty much slimy political operative coming out of the Raimondo administration. Um, you've got a Providence City Councilwoman who's uh, just left of Che Guevara and uh, Nivea LaFortune. Uh, I think you've got a couple other candidates. By the way, the mayor of Providence... Jorge Alorza decided not to run for governor of Rhode Island because I don't think Jorge Alorza, he must have done some polling because I don't think Jorge Alorza would have gotten 2% statewide. I'm sure the city of Providence wouldn't have voted for him because he's definitely the worst mayor. The worst mayor the city of Providence has ever had. So if he was going to, you know, put all that great success achieved in Providence on the state of Rhode Island, I don't think he probably, he must have pulled less than 5%, probably more like 3 or 2% said they would want Jorge Alorza. There's one more candidate for governor that I didn't mention. But I saved the worst for last. And the worst for last is our Secretary of State now, Nellie Gorbea. Nellie Gorbea is running for governor. She's your Secretary of State. Now, Nellie Gorbea is someone who came right out against everything Dan McKee does. She came right out with a statement. Okay, Dan McKee didn't put mass mandates on kids in schools. Well, nah, well no, uh, that's not leadership. We need to make sure that all the kids are masked all day, every day for no real reason. But we have to do it because it's all about safety. Okay. Everything the guy does. we're gonna. Dan McKee says we're going to open up the state buildings. Huh. No, we're not doing that. It's all about safety. Why do I say this? I had a personal reason to go to the Secretary of State office the other day. I had to go to the business division. That's located on West River Road in Providence. So normally you go to the business division and you go in there and you have to do some type of business, whether it's a corporate filing, you have to pay a fee, you have to do some kind of, some kind of, of, of activity that deals with a Rhode Island-based business. Well, when you get there, it's all roped off. It's roped off and it says, no in-person service. Wait a minute. No in-person service? Now, they have these things in front of the glass so you really can't see, but you can peek behind the glass. And you see people in the office. They're working. They're in the office working. But no in-person service because Nellie Gorbea is going to say it's about keeping people safe in this day of COVID. Give me a break. Business has to get done. Okay? Enough is enough. We could talk about the COVID mass hysteria event all day long. But business has to get done. COVID is not going away. If you want to do things online, if you want to do things by mail, that's always the option. But sometimes you need to get things done fast. You need to get things done immediately. You need to get things done with a human being, which, which necessitates human interaction. Because guess what? Notwithstanding the fact that there is COVID-19 in the world now, human interaction must continue. And these people who insist that the world must stop on its axis for COVID-19, after all this time of the vaccine being available, all this time, listen, I'm just going to say it to you like this. Just remember this, what they told you back in March of 2020. 15 days to flatten the curve. We have to make sure that the hospitals aren't overrun. 
None of that ever happened. The people in the hospitals were too busy making TikToks and TikToks, whatever those are, and dance videos and other things. All these, look. You've been bamboozled, okay? That's what it comes down to. We've all been bamboozled by this. And it continues every day. Every single day there's examples of elected leaders with their masks off gathering together. There was one yesterday with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and the governor of New York and other people all together, no masks on. And as soon as the cameras came around, they were going to start taking pictures. They all put their masks on. It happened at the 9-11 memorial with the elected leaders in Washington. It happens every day. The this, the mayor of San Francisco, who has an indoor mask and outdoor mask mandate in the city of San Francisco, was caught partying in a San Francisco nightclub with a big group of people. And when confronted about it, she said, well, I, I, I was listening to the music and I was having fun and the spirit moved me and I wasn't wearing a mask. So the next time you go on an airplane, the next time you go somewhere where they say a mask is required, just say, well, the spirit's moving me. I'm not going to wear the mask. Because that's good enough. But I digress. You can't get in-person service at the Secretary of State's office. You can't do it. They're closed. For public safety. Because we're going to put people first. People safety first. Because I'm running for governor. How about this? How about you clean up the voter rolls so that the people who voted in the last election, who no longer live in Rhode Island, are dead? Because in the last election, that election result was full of people who no longer live where they say they live, no longer live in Rhode Island, are now dead, and they all voted. But we can't clean up the voter rolls, and we can't release them to the public. And by the way, you know why we can't clean up the voter rolls? Because it's racist. It's racist to clean up the voter rolls. It's racist to take people off that may be eligible and, and, and disenfranchise them even though they're dead or they don't live in Rhode Island anymore. That's what you get. That's the nonsense that you're fed, okay? Or how about the Secretary of State not accept 900 ballots via email? How about you get that straight while the actual workers in your office are helping people in person? But you keep your doors closed because you're running for governor. I mean, it, it blows your mind that, that these people think that we are so dumb, okay? But until we stop allowing this to happen, unless we speak up and say enough is enough, it's just going to keep going on. It's just going to keep going on. So, Matt Brown declares for governor in a wide field of wholly unqualified candidates. I mean, if you had to say, if I had to say who I would, you know, support today, I'd say Dan McKee. I mean, the guy, you know, he came in halfway. He, he's, he's, you know, he's a big small business proponent. You know, he's going to do what he's doing right now. He's going to be political. He's going to kowtow to this or kowtow to that because he wants to get reelected in his own right. He wants to have his own term, and I get this. But without question, Dan McKee is the best of a bad lot. But the Rhode Island Secretary of State, the mayor of Providence, these people are wholly unqualified to be governor. But Matt Brown has declared for governor. And he declared with himself a slate of 50 people who would make, what was his name from uh, Castro, that would make Castro so happy. These people are not socialists. These people are communists. The people that they have running on this slate is unbelievable. And what they stand for, and we're going to get to that in the show, what they stand for and what they want and what they said, they said, we're going to take over the whole effing state house. That's what they said. And if they do that, let me tell you something. Just shut off the lights and go home because this state will make California look like Shangri-La. Okay? 
But it's awesome to watch. It is so much fun. Because as soon as Matt Brown declares for governor, as soon as he does, within an hour, Kate Coyne McCoy of the Rhode Island Democratic Party, the same Kate Coyne McCoy who wished Senator Lindsey Graham dead from COVID, the same Kate Coyne McCoy who wished Republicans dead on her social media. Now, had a Republican done that in Rhode Island, they would have been utterly disqualified and forced to resign from whatever position they had. But a Democrat did it. That makes it okay. Do you see the hypocrisy? It never ends. It never ends. The hypocrisy of the left is stunning. But again, I digress. Kate Coyne McCoy, senior advisor to the Rhode Island Democratic Party. Just let me just say this. Do you think a senior advisor to the Republican Party would still be hanging around if he had said or she had said, I hope Senator Whitehouse dies of COVID? They would have run them off on a rail. It is crazy. Anyway, Kate Coyne McCoy. She says this about Matt Brown and his merry band of candidates from the land of misfit toys. Two years ago, the voters of Rhode Island had the chance to cast a ballot for Matt Brown for governor. The voters loudly, clearly voted no. It was not close. They said no to his record of lies, ethical lapses, and his trail of broken promises. Mr. Brown surfaces during election cycles in a vain attempt to get himself elected. Otherwise, he is nowhere to be found. The Rhode Island Democratic Party will continue to elect Democrats who fight for Rhode Island families year in and year out, Democrats who embrace Rhode Island values. I don't know what that means, Rhode Island values. Like, my Rhode Island values basically are like, I want to live in a free state that's low tax, that I have civil liberties, that my Second Amendment right isn't taken away, isn't infringed, that, you know, there's not a, uh, a law that says abortion on demand right up to the point of conception. You know, those kinds of things. I think those are Rhode Island values. But anyway, she comes out with this statement. The people on the far left go crazy, and they are about to eat their own. Oh, it's so great. We're going to keep talking about this, but let's go to the phones. Good morning, and welcome to the Upfront Show. Good morning. I heard you talking about, you know, the election, and I'm just curious where you stand on having an audit for the state of Rhode Island done. I think an audit, listen, I have no problems with an audit for a state of Rhode Island. I think that that would be great. I would love to see... Now, remember, the way voting was done in the state of Rhode Island and in many states, you see, COVID was a vehicle to allow for mass voter fraud. And what, why they did that was they kept, this, they, kept, they kept it going and they made people afraid. And when you make people afraid, they're too afraid Absolutely. to do the basic things like go and vote. Now, the same people who were afraid to go vote in person are the same people who will go shopping in Walmart or go get a box of nails at Lowe's. But they say it's too scary to go vote. I'm going to vote by mail. Now, if you voted by mail this time, they took away the um, the restriction on you, you know the, the requirement for notary. You had to have a you had to have a absentee ballot notarized and witnessed, okay? And they checked the signature of the voter against the voter rolls. Guess what they didn't do this time? They, they just sent a ballot to every single person that has ever registered in the state of Rhode Island. And if you sent back a request for a ballot, they sent it to you. Now, when you send that ballot back, they don't check for signature. There was no notary required. There was no witnesses required. And they didn't, all they did was just run it through the machine. Oh, this person voted. Put it through. What can we do to get an audit started in Rhode Island, John? <laughs> what can we do? John, you're a lawyer. Uh, you know how the state house works. Um, and actually, I have to tell you, I like you when you're not in politics because then you don't have to bite your tongue and you can be very honest. And I think the way you speak and when you're speaking truth, people hear it and know it. And I think that's very important because we haven't heard that in so many years in politics. So many years, and we need to bring that back. What do we do to get Rhode Island audited? Because I truly believe 100% that all the elections were rigged and have been for quite some time. And if I'm wrong, 
I would be proud to stand up and apologize to the state of Rhode Island. But I tell you, I swear on my soul, it has been rigged for a lot longer than any of us realize. Well, I think that I I don't want to vote till we do an audit because I don't want to play the game no more. I want to make sure it's all fair. I don't want to play games no more. Let's do it the right way. Well, I think the best the best thing that you can do as a as a citizen and as an individual is go vote in person, show your ID, right? But here's the thing. We have voter ID well, in Rhode if, Island. If it's, rigged, if it's rigged, John, why are we, why are we going to still play their game? We can't move forward on voting until we have an audit. Anybody with good conscience realize this. Otherwise, you're just playing the game. They already know how to, Democrats already know to have Rhode Island rigged. We didn't have a fighting chance unless you were a Democrat. You know that better than I. I I was an independent, and I won't join groups. That's just who I am. I'm not going to do it. I will stay independent, even from the independent group. No, I think that, listen, I think I... I, We need to put our foot down, John, and I think your voice and your knowledge can help us, and you know people that feel the same way as I'm speaking right now. Well, I think it starts, really, you know, it starts, I, I hate to say it, but it starts with the... Here's the problem. It starts with the feckless Republican Party in the state of Rhode Island. They have not called for any kind of audit. They have not tried. They and, don't, excuse my and, language, seem to have any balls in the game. They, I'm not understanding this. They have not. And so, you know, it's hard for a citizen to just keep it going. But I would say for myself, I haven't missed an election since I was 18 years old, and I never will. And that's just my, I, you know, I exercise my right. It's going and it's rigged, John. I understand. So we have to try. We have to try. And, and no, what you we're do. We're going to fight for an audit. Now's the time. Well, now that and you try to get and you try to get candidates elected to the Rhode Island yes. General Assembly who will not give executive mm-hmm. power to the Secretary of State's office and to the governor so that they can put out the these and, 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 and put out these mandates that say, well, you could just do whatever you want with the election, send out these universal ballots. Hey, thanks for the call today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Good morning. Welcome to the Upfront Show. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I agree somewhat with that previous caller because Gorbea is so sure she's going to win the election. She never answered questions on previous elections and uh so i think she knows how to win (laughs) legal or illegal now the other thing though oh and if anybody knows any either democrats or republicans who are basically progressives i wish they would uh let us know so we don't vote for any of them and a little bit of good news i saw on tv where the Republicans are going to do something to imp- start something to impeach Biden. Yahoo! Well, it's about it's it, it's about time because the fact that we have no southern border, the Afghanistan disaster. Um, I think that his his he's just totally abdicated. I don't even know who's running the country, by the way. I, I honestly don't. I suspect it's the Obama people, but I don't know who's running the country at this point because it's certainly not this guy because he just simply doesn't have the cognitive capacity to make any type of critical decision. But listen, uh, we shall see. I thank you. I'm up against a break. Thank you for the call. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. We're going to take one last call before our break. Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Show. Well, I'll tell you, John, when it comes to an audit, I, I must say the one thing that makes me think it's necessary but I don't think it will happen was I was listening to this very radio station and an individual female called and she said she was down there helping count the vote on the night of the election and Trump was winning and at 10 o'clock or so at some time, they sent everybody home, they said come back in the morning at 8 and we'll continue with the count. Her statement on the radio was when she came in at 8, they just told her that Biden had won and that was it, the count was done. What is that? Well... It sounds like what happened all across the United States of America. Hey, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, all the stuff I've been talking about in this first segment has a local angle, and that's what we're going to uh, that's what we're going to discuss here on the Upfront Show. It's going to affect you as a local voter here in the, uh, the Blackstone Valley, and I hope uh, you'll find it as interesting as I do. This is the Upfront Radio Show on 99.9 and 1380 a.m., WNRI.
Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket, still featuring flip-flop wines. A California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit-flavored, with amazing taste. Listen to what we have. Two bottles of flip-flop wine for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10, mix and match. And our newest wine edition comes from Italy. Check out the Stella Rosa Collection. It's a semi-sweet wine offered in a variety of tastes, including peach, blackberry, blueberry watermelon, and green apple to mention a few, and affordably priced at $11.99 or $12.99. Goes well with a wide range of appetizers, entrees, and desserts. And yes, we continue the best price in town on Bud or Bud Light, 30-pack, $26.47 plus tax. We're open daily, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. For a great selection of beer and wine and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors, 481 Clinton Street. The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats and cheeses, and of course our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Close Mondays open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro, Italian Kitchen and Bar, 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Hi, this is Gina Savini, inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's, perfect for any event. The, the fall real estate market is booming. I almost said spring there, but it is fall. How do you like that? The fall real estate market is booming. If you're interested in selling your house, call Marge Jacob now, a broker with Remax Town & Country. With 47 years experience in real estate, Marge understands real estate laws. As a lifelong resident of Woonsocket, Marge knows the area. Since 1973, Marge has worked hard for her clients and continues to do so today. And when you call Marge, she always returns your calls promptly. Do you want to sell your house? Well, then strike while the iron is hot. And it is hot, boy, I'll tell you. Call Marge Jacob of Remax Town & Country today at 529-0831. 529-0831. Marge Jacob, broker, 47 years experience. Always there for you. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we're back with the panel. The panel is me, John Breen, here on this Friday, and we've got a lot to cover in the next 20 minutes. It goes so fast. So much material to cover. But I want to just get this out there. In case you don't know what Matt Brown in his merry band of misfits from the land of misfit toys are going to be campaigning on for the next year. I just want to give you a couple of examples, okay? So, affordable housing for all. I'm just going to give you a couple of bullet points from each of their topics. Extend the eviction moratorium throughout the pandemic. So, what that means is throughout the pandemic, they could make this pandemic go on forever. And if you're a landlord and your tenants aren't paying you, you can't get them out. So if you're a property owner, you're screwed, okay? That's what they want. If you're someone that owns property, they want to make sure that you are screwed, okay? Build 10,000 green affordable homes for working families. That's what they always say. They use this term, working families. We're the working families party. We Who isn't working? What family is not a working family? If you have, if you and your wife or your husband or, you know, you have kids and you go to work and you own a home or you have a family, you're a working family. But that's not what these people mean. The working family means if you're members of public employee unions or somehow you're a leftist a Democratic Party believing home. 
That makes you a working family. If you're not that, you're not a working family. These people are just insane. All right, health care for all. I mean, just, I don't know, health care for all. Who's going to pay for health care for all? This is crazy. Quality education for all. Ensure that public school teachers earn at least 60000 each year. How do you do that? You tax more. Fair economy for all. Pass a $19 per hour minimum wage. Do you know how dumb that is? There are so many businesses that will not be able to afford $19 an hour. So they'll lay off workers or give workers less hours. Or that's happening around the country, go to automation. Okay? It's insane. These people put up these incredibly dumb platforms, but then they don't realize. It sounds so virtuous. Oh, we're going to guarantee that people make $40,000 a year legislatively. That's not, that's not capitalism. That's not the American way. It, you, don't, you don't put people out of business because that's going to put people to work. God, these people are crazy. Green New Deal for all. Take on the fossil fuel industry, achieve 100% clean electricity by 2028, and zero emissions by 2040, the first in the country. These people are nuts. I'll tell you why. Because I've actually said this to them. Okay, you say we need bold action on climate. So, do you now pledge to never drive your car again to a rally, a protest, anywhere to your job do you promise not to use fossil fuels in your house to keep you warm in the dead of winter in your New England home? Do you promise that? And they tell me, you're a racist. I don't know. I don't know. Equal justice for all. End mass incarceration. End cash bail. End cash bail. Do you know what end cash bail looks like? Look at New York City and Rikers Island. They let people out of Rikers Island because they ended cash bail. And these people get out. And they end up, like, raping and killing other people. And cash bail. I'm a criminal defense attorney, and I wouldn't say end cash bail. Cash bail. Some people deserve to be given a cash bail. And, of course, repeal the voter ID law. These are just a couple of the platform notions that they have that they're going to campaign on. Now, how does that relate to the city of Woonsocket, the town of North Smithfield, and the surrounding area? Well... Alex Kithis has declared, and he's part of this political co-op, he's running against Representative Steve Lima. My guess is they decided that Bob Phillips and, uh, and, and Steve Casey have been around for a while, so they're not worth it. Whereas Rep, Rep Lima has, has been around for only two years, so maybe they can get a progressive to run against him in a Democratic primary. I will say this, you've got to watch out for progressives in Democrat primaries. Um, they're pretty good at those. Uh, so that's it's that's going to be a battle for um, for Representative Lima. But I mean, listen, Alex Kithis as a state representative, wholly unqualified. And uh, and I'll tell you right now, uh, that's go Steve Lima. Um, they made a political calculation not to run against the other two members of the General Assembly, the, 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 state, the House of Representatives here in Woonsocket. They've also made a calculation here on the Senate side. Clearly, they thought that Roger Pickard is too well-established and no one's going to take him out in a primary or a general. My guess is they feel that Senator Melissa Murray is already way left. She's already a hyper-progressive, so no need to take her out because she's already doing what they would want anyway. I mean, so my guess is that that's a calculation that they've already got what they want in that Senate seat. And that's how it affects the General Assembly here in the, uh, in, in, in the city of Woonsocket. They're not going to run anyone against Brian Newberry. They're not going to run anyone against Senator Jessica De La Cruz. So, I mean, they've made a calculation. They have one senator in Woonsocket they like, and they're going after one representative here in the city of Woonsocket. Very interesting stuff. Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Show. Yeah, good morning, John. Welcome to the People's Republic of Rhode Island. <laughs> good morning. Because this is what we have right now. I've never seen anything so <laughs> so incredibly bad for the taxpayers of this state. And I'm truly disappointed in the, in the current governor, Dan, Dan McKee. 
I thought he was going to be a little bit different, but, you know, if you look around who he surrounds himself with, it's sort of like the Cumberland Mafia. So I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, I don't know who the Republicans, Republicans are going to put up, but, you know, I, I just have no idea who I'm going to vote for at this point. Well, I mean, it's interesting. We're going to see if there's actually a viable Republican candidate to come out. Uh, if there's an independent party to come out, uh, candidate to come out, we, we we just don't know. It's it's so early. But I mean, if 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 you had to say, if 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 I was setting uh, the odds for what's going to happen in the election uh, next election, I would think it's probably going to be Dan McKee uh, because I just don't see the others being viable viable challengers. So so we'll see. But hey, I agree with you 100. percent Thanks for the call. Thanks, John. Good morning. Welcome to the Upfront Show. Hi, John. How are you? Hey, good morning. Good. So I was going to just make a comment on the, on the slate that's running here. Now, I'm just going to – I just tuned in. I just caught the last caller. I was on some calls. but I w- So I don't know if you talked about this. But what I will say, what I don't like, what really kind of annoys me about the progressives that are running under Matt Brown's um, organization there is I, I think – I, I want to say two things. And I want to think the first thing is that they are lazy. And I want to just unpack that a little bit. They're lazy because – if they were not lazy, what they would do is they would just they would just run on the Green Party ticket, right? And we don't have a Green Party, really an official Green Party, or we don't really have an official Libertarian Party in Rhode Island. So rather than do the heavy lifting to get the signatures needed to go get the 5% on a statewide election like the moderates did, like the cool moose people did, rather than actually do the, the, the heavy lifting to bring to life the Green Party in Rhode Island, then, then run. They're just hitchhiking on the Democrat ticket. They see the Democrat... Um, party as basically just something they can jump on. It's like it's like if a train is heading to California and you got 500 people who paid for tickets, they're they're sneaking on the cargo. I think they should get on the Socialist Workers Party. I really do. I think they should be part of the Socialist Party. I, I mean, they should just run with what they actually are. They're socialists, and uh, and and every year, and every four years rather, there's always a candidate who gets about five votes nationwide who runs on a Socialist Party ticket, and they should just join that ticket because. Uh, they are not Democrats. I left the Democratic Party in 2016, and I'll never look back. And because I, I just can't be associated with with what they stand for at this point, and what they stand for in in this state. But I will tell you this: sitting back, it's going to be great. This is a civil war within the Democrat Party, and it's going to be and and it's going to be great. They're going to point at each other. I want to tax people more. No, I want to tax people more. No, I like abortion more. No, I like abortion more. Like it, it's just it just it's just going to be great to watch them eat each other up. It, it, this is for someone like me. I love this kind of stuff. No, I do. I do too. And they, you're right; they're self-destructing in front of our eyes. But one other thing I do want to say: I want to call someone out on a good note. Do you remember Dave Fisher, who ran for council and mayor? I remember Dave Fisher. Okay, so Dave. So what Dave did is. He, he is a Green Party guy. And what he did is when he ran for office, he, that's how he identified. Like, I don't, again, I don't think you can officially register as Green in Rhode Island just because there's not enough. It's not official like the Libertarians. But well, I'll give Dave credit. Whether I agree or disagree is irrelevant. At least he came out and he said, look, I'm a Green Party member. I'm running as a Green Party person. And that's what he did. He at least stuck to and he said, look, I'm going to align my political campaign with the party that I aligned to. He didn't jump on the Democrat and say, oh yeah, I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican. At least he had the guts to come out and be candid about who he is and be candid about his views. Yeah, Any thoughts I, on that? Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, 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 I guess so. I guess if, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna say you are who you say you are, but this is going to be one of the few times. But oh, by the way, I want to go back on something real quick. We talked about weeks ago. You have to look at uh, Tulsi Gabbard's latest uh, interview. Go back. I love that woman. But this is going to be one we're going to park companies. I uh, I have to tell you, I don't agree with anything or actually care for Dave Fisher. He doesn't care for me either. But thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Have a good All right, day. Have a good one, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, when we come back, we have uh, some real quick hits on the national front that we have to get to. So we're going to do that here on the Upfront Show on 1380 AM, 99.FM, WNRI. Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery has good news. We're fully open to our customers. And our fall menu is here, including rustic apple tots with cinnamon sugar apple filling, gourmet caramel apples drizzled with chocolate, apple dumplings topped with icing and sliced almonds, apple ring cake, and muffins including cranberry apple, pumpkin, and apple. 
The ice cream shop, Right Scoop, has some great fall flavors too, including salted caramel, pumpkin and pumpkin Oreo, apple crisps, sundae ice cream, and brown butter pecan. All located at 200 Woonsocket Hill Road, North Smithfield. And our hours right now are Sunday through Wednesday, 9 to 6, Thursday through Saturday, 8 to 7. Oh, and did I tell you the cows are milk daily from 3 to 4.30 p.m. at Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery. Inside or outside dining, or your favorite pickup order from Grumpy's Restaurant in Bellingham. Open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu and a full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood and mouth-watering Italian dishes, including pizzas, on one of the best menus in the area. Hungry today or tonight? Come in and enjoy friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for pickup or to place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's Restaurant, 190 Pulaski Boulevard in Bellingham. Grubhub delivery is available. At the CPA firm of Kayer Caution, we believe in the value of relationships. We view every client relationship like a partnership and truly believe that our success is a result of your success. We're committed to providing close personal attention to our clients. We take pride in giving you the assurance that the personal assistance you receive comes from years of advanced training and technical experience. Dedicated and trusted for over 30 years. For Kayer Caution, certified public accountants with offices in Warwick at 732-8900 and Woonsocket at 766-8100. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we're back to the panel here, and we have just a few minutes left, but we're going to hit this. So this is going to be the lightning round of the show. We're going to bounce around really quick, and we might go to the phones, and when we do, just uh, we're going to get to your point because we don't have a lot of time. I wanted to just go back and say one thing. There are a couple of city council candidates here in Woonsocket running on that uh, those 50 candidates with Matt Brown for the Rhode Island Political uh, Cooperative and they are uh, candidates who ran last time Marlene Gay and Charmaine Webster. So politically I don't agree with them at all but they seem like nice people uh, especially Charmaine Webster who was so nice to me after my father died uh, and she said some really nice things to me and, and we had some nice conversations. And so while I don't agree with those individuals politically, uh, I thought Charmaine was an incredibly nice person uh, once Albert Brian had passed away. So uh, more local angle on that Rhode Island political cooperative issue. But going nationally, I got to tell you a statistic that will blow your mind. Are you ready? Since the pandemic began, March 2020, 214 children, 17 and younger, have died from COVID-19. 214 children since March of 2020, okay, out of a nation of 30, I mean, uh, 300 million people. This month, 302 children shot in, shot in uh, Chicago. This month, 302 children were shot in Chicago as compared to 214 children, 17 and under, who have died from COVID since March of 2020. Now, we're making millions of children every day wear masks in school, eight hours a day. But we're not mandating children walk around with bulletproof vests in the city of Chicago, the Democrat-run city of Chicago. You heard me right, 302 children shot in, in, in Chicago this month alone. Now, here's a piece of news. When the national news starts looking like the Onion or the Babylon Bee, and those are like satire sites if you're not aware with those, then you know you're in trouble as a nation. As of yesterday, if you're not aware, we have no southern border in the United States of America. The Biden administration has just basically eliminated the southern border, and it's a free-for-all. That there are over 15,000 Haitian immigrants, illegals, waiting to come into this country under a bridge in Texas, in, El, in Del Rio, Texas? Well, there were some Border Patrol agents chasing these people trying to get into the country on horses. And the press made it seem like they were getting whipped, but they weren't. 
So yesterday, the Biden administration takes horses away from the Border Patrol agents in Del Rio after they defended the border. That's not a Babylon B headline. That's a real headline. Where we are now in the country is that horses are now deemed racist. Next. Yesterday, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she weeps on the floor. She literally was crying on the floor of the House of Representatives when, when Congress passed a billion dollars in funding for Israel's Iron Dome missile defense system. Imagine that. Our greatest ally in the world, Israel, who needs to defend itself from Palestinians and the PLO and jihadis and people shooting rockets into their nation all the time, defending themselves. And she weeps because we passed legislation helping our greatest ally. Well, wait till she finds out about the seven Afghan kids that Joe Biden vaporized with a drone to get even. The kids he blew up. Or the 13 American warriors he let get blown up by a suicide bomber in Afghanistan. Maybe she'll weep about that. Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Show. Quickly, I want to ask Nellie Gobea to open her door and tell us how she will protect us from what happened in California when people showed up to vote and said someone had already voted in their name. Well, my answer to you... And I hate to make it short only because uh, we're out of time almost, but my answer to you is she's not going to do that. You know why? It helps her party when people show up and vote. Oh. You know, th that's why. They're not going to do of it. Of course it does. There, there is no, there is no, the only time there's going to be election intent. It was amazing. Now, I led the charge years ago to get voter ID in the state of Rhode Island. It's only until... Election insecurity affects the Democrats in this state that they're going to do anything about it. Thank you for the call. You're welcome. I'm going to leave you with this. Everybody's favorite liberal, right? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The ACLU this week, they changed a statement. She said the decision whether or not to bear a child is central to a woman's life, to her well-being and dignity. It is a decision she must make for herself. When the government controls that decision for her, she is being treated as less than a full adult human responsible for her own choices. You should know that the ACLU changed that to say the decision whether or not to bear a child is central to a person's life, to their well-being and dignity. When the government controls their, that decision for people, they are being treated as less than a fully adult human responsible for their own choices. Playing with pronouns to make it seem like somehow a woman, it, her role is gone. And that these birthing people and these chest feeders. Listen, the world is going insane here in the state of Rhode Island, here in the United States of America. But we like to expose it every week here on the Upfront Show. And I thank you for listening. I thank you for being here. I thank you for the time. I thank you for calling. And we will be back next Friday. This is John Brian signing off on the Upfront Show. Thanks for being there. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.